Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. Before I read my text this morning, I want to take a few minutes and share with you how this message came about and how it has gripped my heart such as I haven't felt in a long time. The title is on the screen. We'll get to that a little later. Say it with me. Protecting the anointing of the anointed one. Let it enter your mind, your hearts, and understand what the Word is saying. As with every one of you who are desirous to please God, and to receive all that He has promised to give unto His children, I too have been longing for a renewal, a refreshing, a reviving visitation from the Lord. Can you say amen? You see, the spiritual food that you and I feasted on yesterday is not sufficient for today. Yeah, it's the same food. But somehow we're not coming to the table as we one time did to receive that spiritual nourishment God has for us. God has brought us to an hour where change, we don't like that word, change, is taking place in every area of our lives. Each day we awake, we're confronted with news of another change. Something else has happened in our world, in the political realm. My, 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 who can even understand what's going on there? In the economical realm, it's just squeezes going deeper or harder on every one of us. Each day we... Seemingly, we don't want to expect this, but the news tells us whether we expect it or not. There's been another mass shooting. Innocent children's, their lives have been taken. Our world is spinning out of control. Amen. And all we can do, get a grip. Hold on. Because there's nothing you and I can do in the natural to change (laughs) what is taking place. Amen. But God has promised good and better things for those who love Him. He'll work everything out for our good according to the promise of His Word. Amen. If we'll just hold on to His Word and hold on to His promises, the good is coming. The good is coming. Praise God. A couple of days ago, as we were riding in our car, the car, I said to Sister Martin, sometimes I feel like the psalmist David did in Psalms 55, when he was facing overwhelming perplexities of life, and he confessed this. My heart is sore pained within me. Fearfulness and tremblings are come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. 
Now this was a man after God's own heart, but he was still a man. And then he confessed this, oh, that I had wings like a dove, then I would fly and be at rest. What does he said? I want to get away from it all. I want to have peace. I want to feel safe again. Then I would wander far off. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Oh my, we think the wind has been strong so far and the tempest of this world is rising up so far. We ain't seen nothing yet. Amen. Don't like that. I like for it to go back, go back. No, God says I'm moving you forward in the midst of the days that you're living in now. And I have a plan. I have a purpose for you. And you need to understand what that purpose is. Oh, we all feel like David did at different times in our life. I just like to get away from all of this and shut it out. But then, I love that. But then, because we're on a faith journey... Our destination eventually being heaven, where we'll be with our Lord throughout eternity. The third person of the Trinity begins to move in our hearts. He gets a hold of our thinking, and he readjusts things so that we're not thinking about all that's going on in the world. But we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, our Lord. And he brings our thoughts to those places and those experiences. He is our comforter. He is our teacher. He does guide us into all truth. But always he is glorifying Jesus in the process. We're here in this world for this present time. We are. God chose us. Woo, hear me. God chose us to live now in this hour for the purpose of wrapping up what he started in the Garden of Eden after Adam had fallen into sin. And that was he's wrapping up the restoration of all mankind To come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. You have been chosen for the wrapping up season. God says these are the last days. These are the perilous times. Yeah, you're living in them. But they're exciting times because greater is sin. But greater is God over that sin. And he's ready to reveal himself to us. Well, part... Of that Holy Ghost teaching and guiding and glorifying Jesus for me came about a few weeks ago. As I tuned in on YouTube to a Church of God revival. You may go everywhere else you want to go, but I go looking in the Church of God, my family, for those churches that are experiencing revival. And that night the evangelist, Kenny Morris, preached a message that gripped my heart like I haven't felt in a long time. And his message concerned the anointing. The anointing of the Holy One that we've received. How? Through the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit. He preached how we are to endeavor always to protect that anointing. Because the adversary is always seeking to devour that anointing that the Holy Spirit has purposed to be in and through us. Just hold loose with me for just a few minutes. He used as his text found in 2 Kings 11. Don't go there. 2 Chronicles 22 and 23. Yes, the Old Testament. 
concerning a woman by the name of Athaliah. Can you say that name with me? Athaliah. Wow. This was the only female monarch to ever rule in that royal place of being recognized as a king. Never had there been a queen. Wasn't God's will. Sorry, ladies. She was the only one. But listen to how she came about taking that throne. She ruled for six years with an evil plan. She started out by doing something that is unheard of. By destroying the royal seed of the lineage of David. Now hear me on this. In doing so, Athaliah would have succeeded along with the devil in opposing Hindering God's plan of redemption through his son, who would come how? Through the lineage of David. So the plan of Satan was to let's get rid of every child that's born in the royal line of David. Now listen to me. This was a grandmother. Who could even imagine a grandmother that would even want to do such a thing, but the greed had eaten her up so much. She wanted to rule. She wanted to have authority. You'll understand this when you understand that her mother and father were Jezebel and Ahab. She was only doing what she had been brought up and what she had seen before her. And she was acting it out because that was the same plan that Jezebel had as well, but we know what happened to Jezebel, and God said it's going to happen to all the house of Ahab. And it did come to pass. Her queen, time as queen, is nestled in the centers of evil monarchs who reigned over Judah and Israel. She was a zealot in regard to Baal worship, and she did everything she could to remove the true worship out of the way. And she set up her images of Baal, even in the temple of God itself. And the people began to lean toward the false religion. Hear me, her husband Jehoram was king of Judah until his death in 841 B.C. Unlike his father, Jehoshaphat, Jehoram was a wicked king. I know these names have no significance to us whatsoever. But we need to pay attention to what's taking place here. And understand there is a similarity to what is happening even in the church world today. That we need to be aware of. And we need to rise up as the church of the living God and say, oh no. The anointing has been given unto us. We must protect the anointing at any cost. She thought she had killed every one of her grandchildren. Every one of the royal seed of the line of David. But there was one. Hallelujah. By the name of Joash. Athaliah's son Ahaziah was anointed after his father died. He too was evil just like his father. He reigned for one year. And God took him out of the way. And that's when Athaliah made her move. 
I'm telling you, church, the devil is always looking for an opportunity to make his move against the church. Move in. Mess up the plan of God. Get the people of God so weighed down with worry and trouble that their minds are not set on God. Hallelujah. And those who have their minds stayed on God, the Bible says, will have perfect peace. The devil will do everything he can to destroy that peace out of our lives. And through Athaliah, he began to move. She counseled her son. That's why he was so evil. Just like her mother Jezebel had done with her husband Ahab. One year later, Ahaziah was assassinated. Their assassin was another strange name, Jehu, who had also been anointed to become the king in the northern tribes of Israel. God commissioned him as his instrument to carry out his judgments on King Ahab and his entire idolatrous family. Every one of them had to be removed. I'm telling you folks, there are things that's got to get out of the way in order for God to move. In order for God to show himself strong in our behalf, we have to be sensitive to what the Lord is saying. This is hindering me. This is stopping me. Satan is using this to thwart my plan, to oppose me in every way that I'm seeking to move. It is up to you and I to recognize the movements of the devil, but know that the movements of God are greater. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Athaliah thought she had all those kids murdered. All those sons of the royal seed. They're out of the way. But one. God moved upon another woman. Thank God for women who listened to God. The men didn't make a move. But a woman did. Her name is Johasheba. Johasheba. I'll stumble with that one for sure. Or Jehosheba. That's easier. She happened to be Joash's aunt who came out of the same household of Athaliah and her son. Jehoshaphat knew and recognized. Now listen, she was the wife of the high priest Jehoiada. There's another name. Amen. She had been in the presence of God through the temple worship. She had heard the instructions of God. Hallelujah. The teachings of God concerning the coming of the Messiah. He will come through the lineage of David. And Satan was opposing that plan of God. Let's eliminate the lineage of David. And then the Messiah cannot come. But God knew he had a plan. And he raised up a woman and raised her heart up to believe she was God's instruments to save And to protect the anointing. God doesn't need a house full of people to do his work. Lord help me. If I get down there, I'm in the shadows and it won't show on Facebook Live. But but God help us to understand it only takes one yielded to God. Yielded to God. Say, God, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I know there's more. I know you have planned this for me and others aren't moving. But God, something is moving in my heart, in my soul, telling me, go after God. Go after God. With all your heart. Jehoshaphat stole him away from the palace. 
after hiding him in the, one of the bedrooms in the palace. Athaliah's guards couldn't find him. And then she took him to the temple. And there she raised him for six years in secrecy. Hid him away from the evil plan of Athaliah and of the devil. Amen. I saw something in this. Wouldn't Athaliah have gone after that boy had she known he was still alive? Yeah. And if the devil put that in her heart to do it, why didn't he have knowledge? <laughs> Woo! That Jehoshaphat had hidden Joash. I'm telling you, Satan doesn't know the plans of God. He doesn't know the movements of God. He didn't understand when that ant moved in and began to steal that little boy. One year old was he away from the evil plan of his grandmother. And to hide him for seven or six years. Wow. To me, she was the bravest woman of all the people of her time. Because she knew if we lose this one, the Messiah will not come. Now you may say God would have planned another way. No, God has one plan. And his plan, hallelujah, must stay in place to fulfill his promise. Hallelujah. Lord, help me with this. Six years passed. Didn't know where he was. Jehoiada had a moving in God on his heart. It's time now to anoint Joash, king of Israel. Seven years of age. Wow. I got to tell you something about the anointing now. I'll forget it later. He may have been of the lineage of David, but until the holy oil of the anointing touched him, he was not king yet. Hallelujah. It would require the oil flowing, oh, hallelujah, over him to put him in the office of being king. Now, you can put that together with the oil of the Holy Spirit. You will not do a work for God until you understand the oil of the anointing that has been placed within you to do the work of God. Joash is anointed king. Jehoiada orders his guards, go after that woman. Don't kill her in the temple area. And they chased after her. She came in. You remember those words? The only place I know in scripture where two words are found. She screamed out, treason, treason. When she was the one who had started the treason. And they killed her. Sad to realize sometimes it takes death to get people out of the way. Oh, Lord, I didn't say that, did I? Sometimes the judgments of God are harsh if it's hindering the movement of God. Be careful how you deal with the anointing. Be careful and reverence what God has given to you. Hallelujah. Two things. I want you to get out of this with me. First, be brave about protecting the anointing. 
when others are letting up, when others aren't interested in what that's about, continue moving forward in the anointing. She literally put her life at risk to save and protect the last infant son, Joash, from being killed by this greedy, evil grandmother, Athaliah. I cannot even begin to imagine what it must have been like every day, making sure, keeping guard, keeping watch over that little boy. Because she knew, and her husband knew, the moment she finds out, Athaliah finds out, we've got him, she's going to kill him. (laughs) Praise God, help me now, Lord, to move onward with this. As he was anointed, the people began to rejoice and praise God because their king was being set into motion, into the throne room or on the throne where God had ordained him to be. Now, I must admit to you, I've never heard a message preached on this in all my life. I've read about Athaliah. I've read about her evil skin, but I never saw the importance of what it means to us today. As I listened to Brother Morris, the Holy Spirit witnessed in my heart, just as it was in the days of Joash, when the enemy sought to take the anointed one out of the way, we are living in the last days when the enemy is moving. He's moving against you and against me. What is his goal? Let me take the anointing away from them. Because if they ever understand, if they ever realize that the power of God is present in the anointing, the presence of God is there in the anointing that you and I have received. Hallelujah. And God is calling on you and I and his church. Rise up. Oh, church of God, protect what I've given to you. Guard the anointing against the onslaught of the enemy. Don't be pleased with religion because that's all it is without the anointing. That's all it is. is mechanical service unto God without the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We must rise up to protect what God has given to us. Now understand this. How do we protect the anointing in these, these ways? Slide number six. Put it up, please. Say them with me. How do I protect the anointing? First, by abiding in Christ. Stay in Jesus. Don't leave him. Because he'll never leave you. Abide in him and he in you. You can ask what you will. And it shall be done. Secondly, be obedient to his commands. Obey what Jesus has told us to do. Third, by fully surrendering to his lordship. And fourth, by understanding and exercising the anointing he enables us with and through the Holy Spirit. Now then, I want us to look at where I want to take you now. Talk about protecting the anointing. Do we understand it? Do we really understand it? I tell you, if we did, we'd go after souls like a hound dog after a rabbit. Amen. We'd go seeking them out, just as Jesus did, in order to save them. 
The sick would not stay sick any longer. Woo! Help me now, Holy Ghost. The bound would not stay bound up by demons any longer if we really understood the anointing. Our prayers would not be hitting the ceiling any longer and going nowhere if we really understood the anointing. And if we would flow with the anointing, we wouldn't be asking God, when are you going to show up? We'd be praising God, you're already here before I get there. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! The anointing is that gift that God has given to us. I don't think we have really understood it. And we really don't exercise the anointing as we should. Now, whether you receive this or not, that's between you and God. But I'm going to deliver my heart as best I can today. Because I believe... God is wrapping things up. He will have a church who will fight, who will war a good warfare, who will put on the whole armor of God and stand against the evil one in these last days. But if we do that, it's going to require that we understand the anointing of the anointed one. Sister Linda sent a text a few days ago, in response to something I had sent. And I love what she said. Now come into agreement. I hope you will too. I'm believing to see manifested miracles in the saints again. Amen. The anointing, Linda. The anointing. Instead of waiting for, oh, God's going to send a revival. God sends revival every day to those who hunger for it, who walk in the anointing of the Spirit. Why do you think the Word of God is so strong in saying, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Abide, live in the power of the Holy Spirit's anointing, and He will help you with every struggle you're going through. Verse 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 21. Right after Paul had said, For all the promises of God in Him, in Christ, are yes. And in Him, amen, to the glory of the Father. Through us, all the promises of God are yes and amen through us. Then he says, now He who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. Has means already Done. Not something you keep asking God, anoint me. God is saying, yield to the anointing I've already given to you. Oh, hallelujah. Understand that, folks. It's one thing to have an anointing to come on you, and it's powerful. It's an extra surge of the anointing that will come. But you can live, and I can live every day, knowing the anointing abides in me. Hallelujah. Listen further. First John chapter 2, 18 through 20 and 26 and 27. Little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming even now, many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour.
They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. Say it with me now. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. You have been given an anointing from the Holy One concerning all things. Do you get that? Say it with me. All things. Hallelujah. And it is true. It is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. And he continues. These things, in verse 26, 27, I have written to you concerning those who tried to deceive you. Again, he brings it back home, but this time he specifies it. But the anointing. Oh, glory to God. The anointing which you have received from him comes and goes no 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 blows in and out of you no 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 abides Woo, somebody ought to shout with me now god is saying to you the gift that i've given to you the anointing of the holy spirit abides in you hallelujah I'm going to tell you, though, that there have been leaks in the anointing in our day. And I'm going to challenge you at the end of the service, those leaky places need to be plugged up. Amen. Don't lose the anointing on junk, but on the things of God. And then one of the favorite verses that we often quote, Isaiah 10, 27, say it with me. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of, say it, the anointing. He's talking of a time in Israel's history when they're battling some nation that's come against them, that's trying to bring them into bondage. Yes, but it's also prophetic in regard to the anointing that God gives to us. That word anointing in Isaiah means your necks are going to be made so fat and slippery that the yoke will just slide off of you because of the anointing. It will not hold you bound any longer. Woo, hallelujah. See, I'm concerned that even though we talk a lot about the anointing and we go searching for preachers, apostles, prophets who exercise the anointing, we go looking to sit under their ministry when God has said, you don't have to go beyond your local church. Because whoo, somebody's sitting beside you, the anointing abides in them. Somebody's behind you, the anointing is in them. Somebody's in the back, the anointing is in them. Wherever the child of God is sitting, because the Holy Spirit abides, the anointing is there. And it will destroy the yoke. But it takes moving. Hear me. 
We've grown too comfortable. And don't like to move too much in a church service. But when the anointing hits you and flows within you, you're going to move out of your seat every now and then. Glory. You're going to shake off some heavy bands that I'm lifting up a holy hand to God. Use me, God, in this house today. Use me to pray. Use me to speak. Use me to sing. Use me, Lord. Because if you don't use me, all I'm doing is nothing but words and, and motion. That's not going to move anybody closer to you, but the anointing will make the difference. Because the anointing says your prayers become fervent and effective. Amen. The anointing. Or else it's just saying words. Amen. But when you understand the Holy Spirit in you, the anointing in you, when you ask the Father anything in Jesus' name according to His will, He will give it to you. How do you know that? The anointing. The Holy Spirit says yes. Yes. And amen to the promise of God. Amen. The anointing will move you. Cause you to no longer be stale and stagnant in spiritual things. The anointing. Go to the next one, please. I'll stay too long here. Hallelujah. Next slide, Jalene. Hear me now. I got a whole lot of preaching in my notes. <laughs> and you ought to appreciate the fact he got away from the notes and is preaching now. Or I'd waste your time with too much. Reminded of this. It is one thing for you and I to start off in this new life in the Holy Spirit. It's quite another thing to continue in the anointing of the Spirit. Remember when you received Christ? Remember how the happy wheels of joy turned over in your soul? Why aren't they turning now? Why don't you feel the presence of God as you did? What, what's happening? Has the enemy moved in as he did with Athaliah? Is he trying to steal to squeeze the anointing out of you? So there's no joy in your song. No power in your prayers. No faith. No. Protect the anointing of the anointed one. The anointing will not, hear me now, if you don't hear anything else, hear this. The anointing will not justify anything in our lives that is not of God. God will not put his approval on a lifestyle that is short of godliness. He will not say it's okay. A little sin won't hurt you ever now and then. God says sin must be defeated. You must... Allow the anointing to take whatever the sin is that is so easily besetting you and put it down. Put it down. You can't put sin down on your own. But would you hear me? The anointing of the Spirit will make you victorious over sin, over this world, and over the devil himself. If we'll just understand the gift of the anointing God has given to us, then that sin that so easily besets us, we can say, Holy Ghost! You've anointed me with victory over this. And I claim it today. You don't have to live defeated. You are made an overcomer. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> it is the anointing that says.
I'm not just a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. Amen. It is the anointing that will make the difference in whether you live defeated or you live victorious. Amen. The anointing. Wow. God will not justify anything that's not pleasing to him in our lives. Therefore, it is up to you and me always, say that with me, always strive to walk in the Spirit. Amen. Because when you walk in the Spirit, you're walking in the anointing. You don't know where I work, Pastor. You don't know my family life, preacher. But I know the anointer. And you say you're a child of God. The anointing is in you. No darkness can overtake it. (laughs) No sin is more powerful than he. Hallelujah. And God has raised you up to be in that situation, that job, in that surrounding, so that his light will shine through you by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Oh, God help us. Go to the next slide. Thank you, Lord. Isn't it Paul's time? Just praise God till she gets it up there. <laughs> there it is. Wow. Who do we follow? Who? Jesus. <laughs> do, do you not hear when John wrote and said, when he comes, he's only going to tell you the things he hears the Father. <laughs> he's only going to reveal to you truth. And Paul later said, truth as it is in who? Jesus. So Jesus is our example. And here's the scripture, Acts 10, 38. Say it with me. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all. Why? For God was with him. Now, hold on to that. I'm going to tell you something just a moment. Some of us think, well, there's a different Holy Ghost I got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Notice these things. The purpose of the anointing. Next slide, Jolene. Number one, what Jesus was anointed with. Say it with me. He was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. What Jesus was anointed for, who went about... Doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. What the authority was behind the things Jesus did. For God was with him. Now let me tell you a passage of scripture. I don't know the exact location. But it says, as he is. Who is he? Jesus. So are we. In this present world. That's what the anointing teaches us. Just like Jesus. Amen. Oh, you're not Jesus. But the third person of the Trinity is bringing everything he can about Jesus into your life. (laughs) It's up to you and I to receive it. Or to neglect receiving that. And when we do... Satan 
has zapped us of the anointing. Amen. Go to the next slide. My mind is going 90 miles an hour. Come together in agreement on this. Say them with me. Holy Spirit-filled Christians are people who have received the same Holy Spirit that Acts 10, 38 speaks of. The same Holy Spirit. There is no other Holy Spirit. Once He comes into our lives, our first priority in life should be to allow the Holy Spirit to take control. What does He have? A job on His hands. Amen. Because that old carnal man is still very much alive. And he don't want to die. But the Holy Spirit says, I'll help you kill him. Amen. If you will allow me, I'll help you to take him out of the way. So that you can say, as Paul did in Galatians 2 and 20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me in the life I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Everything Jesus did, you and I are to do. Amen. The same way he did it, the power of the Holy Spirit, healing all who oppressed the devil, knowing my authority is not my pastor. It's not any man. It's God himself who has given you power. Remember John 1 and 12? But to as many as received him, to them gave he power. Old King James. Others say he gave them the right. I love power. He gave them the power to become the sons of God. As many as received Jesus. You have power. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have power. You have power. You. In your weakest time, God is strong. (laughs) Because because greater is He in you than he that's in the world. You have received the power and authority of God through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Next slide. Thank you, Lord. When the Holy Spirit is in control, we will spiritually go about, Sam with me, doing good, <laughs> bringing healing to the sick, deliverance to the oppressed, and setting the captives free from the subtleties of Satan. What does that mean? From the trickery of the devil, from the things he's disguising. It's all right, it's all right to do that. He'll deliver you from Satan's plan if you'll depend on the anointing. I literally felt like I'm shaking in my shoes before I came up here this morning because I'm representing the God of hosts in preaching this message. And I'm preaching a subject that the church had better get a hold of or you and I are going to be deceived by this old world and by Satan if we don't understand the anointing. What did Jesus say about the Holy Spirit? For out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Flow out from within. We're saying, God, 
And we sang this song, anointing, fall on me, fall on me. Oh, well, it may fall every now and then. But why be satisfied with every now and then when you can live every day with the river, the river flowing within you and out of you to touch others. Do good with others. Lay hands on the sick. Didn't Jesus say do that? And they what? Will recover. Cast out who? Demons. And they don't, they're gone. And if by chance you should drink any deadly thing, don't do it on purpose. And if by chance a snake should get a hold of you while you're, whoo, you understand the anointing. That poison of that snake cannot kill you because greater is the anointing power of the Holy Spirit. If you're flowing and walking in the anointing, even a snake bite won't kill you. But don't go out seeking to hold a snake in your hand. That's stupidity. And God don't anoint stupidity. <laughs> Woo, amen. But that's faith, Pastor. No, that's ignorance. So if there's any snake handlers listening to this on Facebook Live today, God help us all. Get about the Lord's business with the anointing. And your authority is always with the knowledge God is with me. Wherever I go, God is with me. Amen. Next slide. We're about to get there, folks. Go back to the Old Testament. Three, threefold offices, prophet, priest, and king. So we bring it to the New Testament, the anointing. Like a prophet, we are anointed to represent God and proclaim His Word. Amen. You're anointed to be a prophet. Amen. You're anointed like a priest to serve God, to be an intercessor and a worshiper. Amen. The anointing will always say, worship God first. Worship Him. Worship Him. And then pray prayers of faith. Like a king, we are anointed so we can be a godly leader at home, on the job, at school, or in the church. Wherever you go, if we'd get a hold of the understanding, God has anointed you as a king. Your royalty to God. Where do you get that? Pastor Peter wrote about it. But you are a chosen generation, a holy nation, a royal priesthood (laughs) to offer praises unto God start walking and acting like you are royalty instead of being slaves to men be a servant to God and let the anointing anoint you at home you don't know the sin that's in my house I know who let it come in the king rises up and said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That junk don't play here. That show doesn't show here. Those words aren't spoken here. That anointing, I have had times when, when the anointing rose up within me and I thought, is that me talking? Did I just say that? Did I take authority in that manner? Absolutely. The king rises up within you and says, you do not rule here. 
There's only one Lord. His name is Jesus. The anointing. Take charge of your home, husband. Take charge of your home. And stop the flow of sin from coming in there. you got to say no to what the plan of Satan is. Good preaching, Pastor. Whether they get a good amen from me or not. Amen. Glory. Let me be like a prophet. Let me be the priest of my home. Let me be as a king. Let me know the royalty that he's made me to be. We're anointed so we can bring healing, hope, and the love of God into people's broken lives. Here's what I'm winding up with this challenge. Number one, say them with me. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Cherish and hunger for the anointing. When your life feels down, cherish the anointing. Because the anointing will raise you up. Your spirituality will rise to a whole different level through the anointing. Then yield yourself to the anointing. That means when you hear something in your mind, your heart is troubled, and somebody comes across your mind that you need to pray for, pray for them then. Call them up then. Write a letter then. Go talk to them then. Lay hands on them now. Because the moment of the anointing will flow past you if you're not careful. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Yield to His anointing. Now hear me. Plug up. The anointing leaks. I was going to bring you some kind of illustration, but I couldn't get it together. I filled up a a glove, a rubber glove with water. I got a, a pen, and you know that glove has five fingers. There's five-fold office, isn't there, in the church? Amen. And then I said, I don't know if, a, if, it'll, if I stick a hole in this thumb, if it'll burst totally or not. Well, I did stick a hole in it. It didn't burst all the way. But it leaked. And then I went to the next finger and the next finger, and all five were leaking. And I felt a witness in my heart. There's been a leaking in the five-fold ministry that God has gifted the church with. And they need to plug up the leaks. Stop the flow of the anointing going towards stuff that's not of God. You know where the greatest danger is in regard to the anointing? You can look at other people. You can say this and that about their life. But every one of us are guilty. Here is the number one source of anointing leaks. <laughs> when you talk bad about someone, the anointing is going to leak out of you. When you're gossiping, carrying tales, the anointing is leaking out of you. When you hold out against anybody in unforgiveness, the anointing is leaking out. You've got to forgive. Plug up the anointing leaks. David prayed this, set a guard before my mouth. Keep the doors of my lips that I will not speak anything. (laughs) 
This has not been an easy time for any of us. It's been a time of transition. It's been hard on my wife and I transitioning. It's been hard on this precious pastoral family transitioning. Hear me now. Those anointing leaks that have been coming from our mouths, criticizing, judging, has got to stop. Stop. If the miracles are going to take place, God says, plug up the leaks and don't speak anything. It's contrary to loving somebody, praying for someone, forgiving someone. Stop it. And then last, protect the anointing. Protect it. Pray. If you come to church and you don't sense the flow of the anointing, instead of you looking at the praise team and saying, I don't feel any anointing from the praise team or from the preacher, look at yourself first. Stand yourself in front of the spiritual mirror and say, it's me, O Lord. It's me, O Lord. I need prayer. I need to be set free from what's hindering the flowing of the anointing in and through my life. It's not my brother. It's not my sister. But it's me. Instead of criticizing others, examine your own self. And then let go and let God, amen, let the anointing flow. Stand with me. Beth, come, please. Protect the anointing. I know I didn't do as good of us as could have been done. As Kenny Morris did when he preached on protecting the anointing. But I've never preached on it before. So I stumbled through that. But the, but the example I wanted you to see was if the devil did it then. Thousands of years ago. He's certainly doing it today. Trying to steal the anointing of the church. Until somebody rises up and said. We will save and protect the anointing. When you don't feel the anointing, then pray that God will release you to say something, to pray a prayer, to move out. There was a time when people would move out and I feel like God wants me to pray for you. I said to you not long ago, God told me to say this to you. I don't know how you're going to take it. But when the anointing comes and you speak a word to somebody, you better speak it. Amen. Because healing is right there. Deliverance is at that moment. The presence and power of God is there to do what you can't do. Experience and anointing coming upon us is great. But consistently flowing in the anointing of the anointed one is greater. Say it with me now. Protect the anointing of the anointed one. Uh, Father, I preach your word today. I pray use it for your glory. Take us deeper now in understanding. Because God, until we understand the anointing, we're not going to flow as we should with the power and presence of you. 
So I pray, Father, let us be able to understand and then to be your children. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Even in the midst of hard times, help us to give praise and honor and glory to your name. Praise God. I'm going to end this service by asking you just to go to two or three of other people and just say, the anointing abides in you. Would you do that? Let's come into agreement. Go to somebody and you're dismissed. Let's say these words. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Now then, find agreement with different ones.